What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Spice After Dark. In the first episode of this week's doubleheader, we're getting into the NFL season here. But I'm your host, Brennan Merkel, here with my good pal and hardworking co-host, Jacob Benson. We've got an ungodly amount of football to talk about today. I uh, can't even fathom it. Jacob and I will start off with some owns and dubs as of late. Um, then we're going to talk about college football, look at some of the best games from this weekend, check out the AP polls. Um, and I got a, a couple little picks for next week if for those betters out there. But then we got the goods with some NFL talk. We're going to be analyzing the AFC South and uh, Jacob's AFC West. And a team that is hardly talked about on this podcast. So you'll want to stick around and stay tuned. Um, yeah, let's hit it. Jacob, looking mighty cute this evening. Um, Thank you. There is officially two days until the NFL's kickoff, man. Like from right now, as we're recording this, like two days. So, how are you doing? What you drinking? Uh, what are you, What are you doing to get ready for the season? I actually am going without a drink for the show tonight. Here's why. I like it. Um, I, I was I was thinking about how we were doing the show today and I was asked while I was at my lunch break and I was like, you know, I'm not going to go buy alcohol during my lunch break. And I just, I had such a bad day. And I was like, if I go and buy alcohol, I'm drinking all of it tonight. Like that's without a question. So I, I, I had a vodka water when I got home with some Mio and uh, just kind of rolling <laughs> off that right now. <laughs> so um, yeah, things have been better, but honestly, I'm just so excited for the NFL to come back this year. I got to wear my Travis Kelsey Jersey at work last Friday. And yeah. I actually, I got a surprising amount of compliments rather than jeers, which Did, uh, I, I noticed that you said, uh, Kelsey. Oh Jesus. Um, yeah. Kels. Sorry. Not, <laughs> was that well, true? Was that a true? I don't even know if like it, that was, it was true, but I'm not okay. going to call him that. I'm just going to keep calling him Kelsey. I'm going to be like, I would be Travis Kelsey. Do you like, think anybody in like any announcer is going to actually say Kels? Not a chance. I would be very surprised. And if he gets no. pissed off at announcers for that, that's a storyline right there. True. I mean, there, I, I really do That's not see. Content. I do not see anybody switching up and calling him Travis Kels because that just sounds so so wrong. It does. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I decided to you know break out an IPA for tonight. Of course, I think oh. you could have you could have guessed that. Is it a Goose Island? Uh, it is actually a. Hop Butcher, which is a local brewery, uh, Chicago area. So it's not 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 one of those, but Goose Island is is a very good um, brewery. I, I'm a big fan of some of their work. You know, see guys, when Brennan <laughs> picks beer to drink, he goes and asks the liquor store owner, "Hey, what's the hoppiest, shittiest tasting, but strongest beer that you have in this store?" Dude, this and I'll one. I'll take two of them. This one's definitely it's got it's got some good hop, of course, to it because it is an IPA. Um, and hop is in the name. A six and a half, which is like it's that's fair. But I, I'm telling you right now, like it does not taste like as cringe Potent. 
as some of the other IPAs do. <laughs> Dies from cringe. No, um, you know what I was thinking right now, though? What if we come up with a beer and we call it Judy Hops from like uh, Zootopia? You know what I'm talking about? There are the, uh, the I haven't seen rabbit. it. Okay, oh, well, okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, though. so and like, Unfortunately. Just, like the cover of it is just like it's, the picture that you know what I'm talking about. Okay. I think that's a good segment into moving on. Um, all right, Jacob, let's, uh, let's look at some owns and dubs for tonight before we get too carried away with uh, some of those business ideas. Uh, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I'll start off with the first dub. I was actually going to do this last week, but Brennan and I just had some scheduling conflicts, so we couldn't do the show, but donda, 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 donda. Donda. I loved yep. it. I loved every second of it. And here's why. Not only was it kind of back, I wasn't say it's back to what old Yay was, but it's like a mixture of Kitsy Ghosts, Yay, and Jesus is King. I'd say it's the perfect combination between those three albums. And you can, do you disagree? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I agree with that. But to me, like, those are my least favorite three of his albums. Really? So. Yeah, like oh, I but, mean, I didn't really care for Jesus is King. I mean, I, I like yeah. I like his his sentiment for it, but just music wise, I didn't really care for it. But um, yeah, like I loved Yay and Kids See Ghost. Like it, like I literally I float, I start levitating when Kid Cudi starts doing anything, and I like that he had such a presence on this album too. Yeah, no, I mean, I I did enjoy Donda, and when I compare it to, um, yeah, since Sorry, the last time but... we spoke, yeah, Drake, you know, we got the long-awaited Donda, and then we got the you know perfectly fine with probably waiting a little bit longer, uh, certified lover boy because, you know, I'll I'll I will admit I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I listened to the first like six songs, I, and I was I like, wasn't. No, girl, nope. you a lesbian, me too. Yeah, like I couldn't believe that shit. Um, <laughs> well, it, it was the line about uh, Millie Bobby Brown too. That was fake, but was I fake. did I did see that meme. I had to like do some research because I was like, "There's no way this man said this." Guess who's going to jail tonight? Guess who's going? Great song. Yeah. All right, but that is a good dub for sure. I've I've definitely re-listened to quite a few of the Donda songs. But My first dub was actually going to be Certified Lover Boy, so we'll just we'll cross that off the list too. That's funny. Okay. Um, my first. I'll do I'll do an own because actually I did have Donda as a dub so we're kind of switching off here mm-hmm. but so today actually this is getting into some early NFL talk but Sean McVay came out and said that the Rams would be naive um, air quotes naive to not prepare at all week one for the Justin possibility Fields. of yeah playing against Justin Fields Sunday night so I mean yeah this immediately just makes Sean McVay the best coach in Chicago right now at the moment, because even he knows what's best for our team. So that one hurt. Cause I know that there's no chance Justin Fields is going to start, but Hey, I respect, Hey, maybe that'll give us a little uh, edge. You know, I'll if the Rams, this. if the Rams spend a little too much time preparing for Justin Fields, then maybe they will be a little unprepared for Andy Dalton. You never know. I, I just, I have a really good suspicion that if Andy Dalton is like starting by the end of the season, I'm pretty sure Chicago is going to like mob Matt Nagy and brutally murder him and like publicly display his body. Like Mussolini. And I, I won't, I won't say that I would be the head of the one I I, I won't say that I would be, but you know, I I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. That's so funny. All right, so another one of my dubs. So pretty recent, too. Nebraska had their first win of the 2021 season. We'll get into this later. It was to uh, Fordham University. And yep. Nebraska, it, let's just say Fordham University is now $500,000 richer uh, because of this game. Wow. 
Yeah, but anywho, I actually missed the entire game because I was working, which honestly, I'm not super upset about it. So got to go to the Haymarket like an hour after and, you know, have my Saturday. But yeah. I had a great TikTok idea on Saturday where oh, it's just God. like, okay, I'm going to go to in front of Memorial Stadium with like my Husker Athletics backpack and just uh, sing Rick and Morty until Nebraska gets a winning season to legit <laughs> teams. That is ridiculous. Isn't that a great idea, though? Yeah, you could be the Jackson Mahomes of Nebraska football. Frickin' Morty. Frickin' Morty. <laughs> I will say that I, I was impressed with Nebraska for, you know, beating up on uh, a bunch on of FCF teams. Po- FCF. poli sci and art majors. It was really good. Uh, really good stuff. But, hey! Um, <laughs> exactly. So, all right, a dub that I got. Um, this was from Sunday night. So we remember when Scott Frost coached uh, UCF a few years ago. Who could forget? Uh, They were sweet. And the main reason why we hired Frost, I think, was because they were so sweet. But so UCF's quarterback at the time, McKenzie Milton, um, current Florida State quarterback, uh, at Thanksgiving time of 2018, he was playing for UCF and got his leg like completely obliterated, like his knee so, so messed up. So he hasn't played a single snap of football since 2018. He got in Sunday night against Notre Dame in a kind of a crazy back and forth game. Uh, he only got in because their uh, Notre Dame starter uh, like got hit and his helmet fell off. So like he had to come out of play. McKenzie Milton finished the game. Um, and they showed a stat stat cast from his doctor that pretty much said like his return was nearly impossible. So. That was pretty dope to see him get back on the field. I like Rudy can't for quarterbacks. It. Seriously, dude, it was uh, it was a cool story, and I, I remember watching him. You know, when the Frost era at UCF, he was he was a beast. So that was a that was a dub for sure. What do you think of the Fighting Irish? Did you did you hear that people? Uh, oh, what what are you uh, asking me here? Like, no, 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 no. I'm just like, what's your opinion on the Notre Dame football team? Like, so, do you like the team? We'll, we'll definitely get into that a little bit. I have uh, a few pointers to I've talk had about. Too many family friends ruined the idea of possibly ever liking the team to me. I definitely. I, I've been to too many gatherings where I, the, the, the fan base is almost as toxic as Nebraska football. Yes, I agree. So it, it makes it worse that they like. consider themselves like independents. So they're just too good for anyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, let me, get to, uh, let me get to my last dub real quick, too. Um, so I went to this Italian festival in Omaha on Sunday. It's called Festa Italiano, right? Mm. Now my friend's family like runs this joint, right? The guy's name is Ted, you know, he used to be a dentist. Now he's running the Italian American heritage society in Omaha. And, uh, like you like everybody should be Italian for a weekend. And that's how exactly I felt. And guess what? I restrained myself for 90% of the day from doing just Sopranos, like Northeastern Italian gimmicks. Uh, that was with my girlfriend. She was super embarrassed at the times so I did it, but I was like, ah. And then, I was going to say, you said 90%. So when did you use it? Uh, so two of my buddies were manning the sausage grill, and uh, I was just kind of hanging out under their tent, just drinking some um, Italian beers. And um, like, we were just being, we were being wise guys for a bit. And, uh, <laughs> Like the entire, like a lot of the family members and stuff, like in that corner, and uh, I can't remember. I was like, "Hey, Joe," and he's like, 
what he's got like his man he's he's actually the reason i even started a podcast because he he had his own i was like i need to rival this and uh he's like man he's got the man bun on he's like just you know italian cooking so just pissed off and yelling the whole time i was like you got but you last ghoul and everyone just lost it and i was just like (laughs) (laughs) hey copernicus i spent so much money there though dude I, I ate so much food. I had fried dough. I had pizza. I had sausage and peppers. I had like lasagna. I had uh, cannolis. I had wow. meatballs. I had uh, fried calamari. Jesus. <laughs> that sounds like heaven though. That sounds good. Let's just say my night was rough the following evening. I'm so. sure. I'm sure. You're gripping the toilet. It became All my right. best friend that evening. Wow. Or your worst enemy. No, more like best friend. It was supporting me. All right, it's like, fair. I'm here for you. I'm here for you, buddy. So this, this, uh, this own kind of, uh, you know, goes along with that a little bit, but I had ordering a sloppy Joe in public. <laughs> like I, I witnessed somebody order a sloppy Joe and I was just like, how, how can you, how can you look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to this bar and order a sloppy Joe. Well, you know what the alternative would be? A manwich. Like yeah, that, that's going true. Going to order a manwich. Yeah, I mean, there's no good way Chicago. to order. Chicago. Can I get a Can I get a s- sloppy Joe? Hold hey, the Joe. Can All I right. get like Can I get some ground beef that's covered in barbecue sauce, placed in between two buns, please? And they're just like, no, you have to say it. You have to like, say it. Damn. Hold the guns to your head. Say it right now. Yeah. So I, uh, your Italian meals reminded me of that, but it definitely is. Uh, a little hit to the ego if you have to order a sloppy joe in public i just i I wouldn't recommend ever doing it i wouldn't personally do it but you know teach their own all right so (laughs) that'll that'll conclude our owns and dubs jacob how about we talk a little college football um i want to i want to hear what you got to say about i know you didn't watch the huskers but um just as a husker fan what is your reaction to this and the last two weeks like what position do you think they're in now so they're in a position to where like these are more just feel good wins, feel good wins, and they're gonna have the same exact experience in Buffalo this Saturday. Um, so luckily I don't work, so I'm actually able to go watch this one in Lincoln. And they're gonna play the Buffalo Blazing Sauces, so another FCS team. And Brennan, like the fact that fans consider these good wins blows my mind. Like honestly, honestly, God, it had the score been somewhat close at all i think i literally would have just burnt all my husker regalia i i I would have had no i would have had no choice but to if i had any respect for myself i would have burnt all of it because i i don't have high hopes for them after illinois because guess what as soon as that buffalo game ends it's oklahoma and then big 10 for the rest of the season and if they couldn't beat illinois no offense like they're not gonna be able to beat another big 10 team and without without like a like a without a miracle, like there has to be a complete one eighty with how the team is ran because the coaches are all blaming themselves. But it's not only that, you know, they recruit bad. They don't recruit the best talented kids, and those kids don't know how to operate. They don't know how to work together. They don't know how to be a team. That the coaches are putting too much blame on themselves, not enough blame on the players. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't discuss the last week's Illinois game because we didn't we didn't have a show, but. What uh, do you think that Frost is on the hot seat right now? Oh, without a doubt, Brennan. I was. You like, think so? I started a fire Frost chant in the bar that I was like at for the last half of that game. Did people join in? 
Yes, including Husker fans. There was there was you know a fair share of Illinois Illinois fans <laughs> in there, and uh, I was with my buddies, and like we were all just pissed off. We were just drinking our Moscow mules and stuff, and I was just like, nice. "Fire frost, fire frost!" And then everyone just started chanting it too because they were all hammered. Um, yeah, but I was so I was so done. No, I I agree. I think uh, unfortunately though, I I do think that. I feel like his they didn't they just extend his contract last year, yeah. Yeah, so, so here's I mean, the thing: if he gets fired, they owe him for the rest of that contract too. Yeah, so, he'll so that's make why a ton of money to not do anything. That's why I think they'll give him another shot because I think he's going to blame it all on Adrian Martinez. I think all the blame is going to be on Adrian. I will say, which he, he deserves he, a fair amount. He deserves yeah, a fair amount of he, blame he for put, sure. He put too much faith into that kid. Oh, a hundred percent. Do I think Luke McCaffrey would have worked out over Adrian Martinez? No. But at the same time, like just no one wants to play at Nebraska. I think we would have I think we should have like cut our losses and just tried to recruit a little bit more at QB instead of just like putting like all of our stake in Adrian Martinez because he is he's not been the answer and he just loves fumbling for touchdowns, defensive touchdowns, that is. You know what the funny thing is? He still has another year of eligibility left. No way. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Didn't, wasn't he a red shirt? Or, uh, no, he, no way. He's they get like an extra four year. years. Yeah, well, this is his fourth year playing, and they get an extra year because of COVID. Because of COVID? Oh, damn. Oh, wow. I mean, good for him. He's probably not going to be uh, – unless something turns around this season, I don't see him being the Nebraska starter again. But you never know. He could go somewhere else and light it up with good coaching. You never know. Who knows who knows who to blame right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So, I'll talk I'll let's let's dive into some of the other games. Um it was it was kind of a crazy weekend actually. I mean, a lot of good games, lots of upsets, lots of stinker games. I mean, we had Big 10 being Big 10, we had Alabama being Alabama. Um, you know, betting on a shitload of games, the whole load when it comes to college football season. Oklahoma almost losing to Tulane. Yep, so that was a great game, first of all. Um, so I had to kind of double-check because I remember uh, the NCAA talking about expanding the playoffs, college football playoffs, to like 12 teams instead of just the four, uh-huh. But which I'm still all for it. But this year, it's just the four teams still. So, so would it that, work kind of like the NFL then? Um, in what sense? What do you mean? Like they'd have um... – you know, their own oh, like the one seed would get a buy or something. Yeah, they'd have like wild card rounds. They'd have divisional rounds, and that's a very good question. I have no idea. I would, I would think the top two seeds would probably get a buy, but I doubt they would play division. It probably would just be like a this seed plays that seed, like or just like a regional thing. Yeah. Okay. So m- maybe this is the first I'm hearing of it, so that's just why I'm asking. Yeah, but I mean, I I, I would. I would love to see that because, I mean, it gives some of the other conferences, you know, not name the SEC or Clemson or Ohio State a shot. So, um, but yeah, so looking at the AP poll prior to this weekend, top four teams were Bama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State. Um, And then after this past weekend, the new top four teams are Bama, Georgia, Ohio State and Oklahoma. So now we we just have. Um, yeah, Clemson didn't really. I don't know. They're Dabo struggling without Trevor Lawrence this year. Yep. So Clemson, um, they definitely looked a little off. Georgia looked really good. Mm-hmm. I I actually I agree with three of the four there. So Who I actually 
I think Oklahoma does not belong. Really? Um, everyone was so high on Lincoln Riley and, you know, the Sooner defense. Um, this is not me, like, saying Nebraska can beat them because they can't. No. But, you know, the, off- horrible. Yeah, the offense wasn't the question, obviously. I mean, you have Spencer Rattler, who was, like, a Heisman candidate. He's having a this- rough year, too. Yeah, and if you ask me, and this is a discussion for another day, I think he's severely overrated, and I think mm-hmm. his backup is better. But I won't well, say that right now. Because every other OU quarterback for like the last 10 years has just been amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, if you watched the game, like you saw like they got torched by Tulane like all night. And I mean, or uh, was that – that was like afternoon, late afternoon, but night, day, whatever, wherever mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Tulane QB looked like a first-rounder against – Oklahoma's team I mean the dude was balling so I mean I'm not completely jumping ship on Oklahoma by any means but I don't think it was a performance worthy of a top four team nor do I think they should be rewarded that spot like you asked me about Notre Dame earlier I think Notre Dame should be right now in the top four teams I think they should be number four okay that's actually the way you the way that you put that was well said yeah so I I don't something I can agree with I don't know if you were able to catch much of the Notre Dame game, but they they played not. FSU. They looked really good. They have a couple of dudes on defense that I think from this game alone is going to get them drafted. There was a, a dude that made it a crazy pick that was like a, a SC top 10 uh, play, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. They've got some hounds on offense. So I think Notre Dame is, uh, they're kind of sneaky. And I, I feel like they are that a lot, but I just always write them off because I don't like them. Um, but um, going into some other other games, you know, like I said, Bama was beyond dominant per usual. Um, you know, Georgia is the one team that wasn't in the original top four that snuck in. They replaced Clemson after beating them. So Georgia's I was actually been on the rise the last few years too. They've been a decent team to watch. I, I, you can't even really call them a dark horse team just because they're, they're kind of always there. But and they always they always outperform everyone's expectations. But um, yeah, they actually see it. You know, I mean, you remember when Jake Fromm was there? Like, oh yeah, you know that place was that place. He was, was just lit. there. He <laughs> was just there. So, but um, <laughs> exactly. Remember, remember Jake Fromm? Yeah. So. Uh, Justin Fields lost his job to Jake Fromm. I'm sure Georgia yeah. would Georgia would like that one back. But um, you know their defense is crazy. And when you when you think about like NFL caliber players in the past few years, like Georgia produces those type of guys. You have Bama, obviously Ohio State. You know those guys produce dudes, but Georgia kind of goes a little unnoticed. Like they go under the radar in producing like NFL talent. Um, I, I think their defense is the best right now. I think after week one, I would say that their defense looks the best. Um, and like, don't let people throw you off by saying like they only scored 10 points. They were without like two of their starting wide receivers, their starting tight end. Um, they also played Clemson. So that's another like top team, another dominant defense. So I really, I'm, I'm a big fan of Georgia. It's unfortunate they don't play Bama in the regular season um so they would have to play them in the in the playoffs so I hope that that the two teams can clash in the playoffs because I would love to see Bama's offense go against that defense um so some other just random takeaways I know we don't want to say it but Iowa looked like a very very good team I was 
as much as we hate to say it, they're not a bad football team. No, they're much they're better really than not. us. Yeah. And it pains me to say that. Um, Steve Sarkeesian had a hell of a debut at Texas, unfortunately, as well. Um, two teams that Nebraska fans are certainly not fond of. Um, UCLA and Chip Kelly are no joke. And, you know, when we talk about – when I talk about the potential of a college playoff, like opening up for more teams to get in, like I would love to see UCLA in the playoffs. Like that would be awesome. They could upset some some main teams. But the main thing like I took away from college football this past weekend was like I'm, I'm going to miss last year's quarterback play so much. You know, we got – we had guys like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Like we took those guys for granted. Like this year's QB class is – it's brutal. I, I really do not – like none of them catch my eye. Um, you know, they're young still obviously, but I'm predicting like a running back Heisman as of right now or like a defensive player Heisman, I would I say. I see that too. It's not going right. to be a quarterback. No, I really do not think so. It's going to be an interesting draft class next year, too. <clears throat> I, I, there's still a lot of good players, for sure. So, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's get into some, uh, some little picks here. So l- let me, let me kind of say what my uh, resume is right now after week one, all right? So people don't think I'm just, like, sh- throwing this out of my ass. And, like, so I uh, won a few bets last weekend, all right? So Congrats. I actually – No one cares. Yep. I, I bet bet Georgia, bet on Georgia to win straight up. They won. Uh, took the Virginia Tech cover over number 10 UNC. They covered. They won. So, no, don't want to toot my horn. Um, the loss, I did lose uh, for the Nebraska game. I, I took Fordham to cover, plus 42. Damn, and, bro. And Scott Frost said, fuck you. Um so lost lost that one, and I actually lost the parlay because of Iowa. I took IU to cover, um, but I won the other two. I I took Tulane to cover against Oklahoma, and then Rutgers to cover minus fifteen. So that's actually damn, Brennan. You got some good abilities here. Yeah. So I lost the parlay, but I honestly, so I went two and two, but I really feel like I was four and two. You know. Um, all right. So let's get into the best plays of this next week. So I'm taking Ohio State. Minus 14 versus Oregon. Um, This is one to kind of monitor. Oregon lost their best defensive player during the game, Mm -hmm. and he's a potential, like, number one overall pick uh, defensive end. So he left the game against Fresno State. If he's out, I think Ohio State has found their stride enough to where they'll kind of dominate that game. And Oregon kind of struggled against Fresno State. So I think uh, I think Ohio State could easily win by more than two scores. So yeah. that's why I'm taking that one. Um, then the next one, this time I'm not betting against Iowa. I'm going to take Iowa plus four and a half versus Iowa State. Really? The, the Cy Hawk showdown. Um, that's going to be I'm, a fun game to watch. I know. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. So I'm heavily leaning towards Iowa, though. They looked really good against Indiana. Yeah. And, the, and Iowa State almost lost to Northern Iowa. They Actually, honestly, they should have, but the Northern Iowa um, quarterback threw a horrible interception. So, and they only put up 16 points. So, as much as I don't like putting or betting on the Hawkeyes, it's too good of a spread to pass up. Yeah, it's because it is at Iowa State, but I think Iowa they they get in there and get the job done. So, all right, the last one I have is Arkansas versus Texas over 57. So I'm hammering this. 
Um, both those teams scored like close to 30, if not, I think they've scored both like 35 plus points. So um, I'm liking that one a lot, big 12 uh, versus SEC. So I'm thinking a lot of scoring is going to happen. So, yep, those are my three picks. I think uh, come Thursday's show, we might talk about some NFL options to bet on. But, yeah, let's make some money, huh? Yeah, absolutely, brother. And, um, unfortunately, so I didn't, I didn't have time to uh, look at some blinds before we started the show today. So, uh, Brennan, I'm going to go exactly with what you say. So, we're either ride or, di- <laughs> we're ride or dying together, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I can uh, win, win you some money. So we'll, we'll just just uh, text you what your picks are, and we'll both just we'll both. I got I get a paycheck this Friday, so you know where that's going. There we go. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, uh, let's get to some NFL, possibly, my friend. Let's do it. You want right. to you want to start us off in the AFC South? Absolutely, brother. All right, so we're gonna go a little unorthodox. What we've been doing the last couple of weeks. So typically, we've been going in alphabetical order, but today I think we should start with. Um, who we think is going to do the best compared to who's going to do the worst. Should we start? Should we go worst to best? Let's do worst to best. Yeah. Let's, let's start off. Or let's end off on a high note, I suppose. I like it. All right. So worst. My opinion, Houston Texans. Well, we'll, we'll base it off of what, how they did last or should okay. we do it last year? Yeah. You know what? Let's do last year. Okay. okay. So Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. So good team to start off on. Now here's the thing. So they just got rid of Gardner Minshew for a was it 2022 draft pick from philadelphia yeah they, i think they got like a sixth rounder or something it, it, for yeah, it was like a negotiable uh yeah, was... draft pick from philadelphia but anywho um so that i guess that officially means that trevor lawrence is qb1 because this wasn't even uh, <laughs> this wasn't even concrete two weeks ago which first of all is ridiculous but here's thing number two Trevor Lawrence, as a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback that he is, and, you know, he's got a rocket arm. He's ready to play in the NFL. I don't think he can single-handedly rebuild his team from what it was last year. He does not have the help that he could get right now. So, mm-hmm. I definitely think that Jacksonville Jaguars are losing the AFC South Division. Well, yep. maybe, I don't know, per se, losing. Like their bottom half for their sure. bottom half their bottom half yeah yeah so they are they are bottoms this year so oh. um, yeah exactly they, they really didn't have anything else super new come to the team besides trevor lawrence but like i said dude he single-handedly cannot just repair that team like that's like asking uh what joe burrow to do the same thing for cincinnati the year before, like year before and i mean god forbid trevor lawrence gets injured but we just we didn't see that much improvement throughout the team yeah um so yeah, the the Jaguars like they they were a team in 2020. That's about all you can say about them. So they opened they actually opened up the season one and zero and ended it one and fifteen. So if that says anything about um, how that how that season went last year, but they brought in a whole new coaching staff for the most part. You know, everyone knows they got Urban Meyer. Who, if you ask me, you know, I'm actually really excited to see in the league. So. I, I think pairing Meyer with Lawrence will be a good transition for Lawrence as a rookie. Um, you know, I, I actually think the Jaguars have the potential to have a good offensive year, kind of like how you, how you mentioned Burrow. Like I, I think that you can't help but compare them because they were both, um, you know, sure. such, such good um, picks and so good in college. Um, but I, I think he has a better offensive line than Burrow had last year. Um, they've also got a solid group of wide receivers. So, I mean, you know, I think they'll be down a lot in games. So Lawrence has the potential to 
put up numbers to probably win himself offensive rookie of the year. Um, do I think, you know, he's got the best situation out of all the rookie quarterbacks? No, not at all. But I think that in, in a situation to win, I should say, but situation to, you know, pad stats and stuff like that. I think L- Trevor Lawrence could definitely uh, be up there in, in, in that ranking. He may not single-handedly be able to bring his team back up for redemption this 2021 year, but he may be able to single-handedly cover some spreads for us, right? I, I could definitely see that. Um, so, yeah, the biggest, the biggest off-season move in, in is obviously, you know, you get, getting Trevor Lawrence, his generational quarterback, um, you know, or, or cutting Tim Tebow. You know, that was, that was good, too. Or firing that, like, racist Iowa strength coach that they for some reason hired and then, like, tweeted about. That was awesome. But oh, I they, mean, they ended up firing him? Yeah, because I was checking out their uh, their coaching like staff, and I could not find him. So I think they got rid of him, which was probably for the best. Or they just keep him like chained up underground or something, <laughs> like only for workouts. I hope so. Um, I mean, overall, when I look at like all their best moves, you know, all of them are like the lasting effects of just some horrible decision they've made in the past. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I can't give them too much credit there. Um, but you know, I think they're righting some of their wrongs. Um, they're riding the ship for sure. But uh, with all that being said, like prediction wise, I still definitely don't think this team is there yet at all. Um, but I don't think they'll go. I don't think they'll just win one game. I think they'll go uh, maybe like six and 11 this year. I can actually really see that. And right now, so the, the, um, well, the win total they're there. projected at is six. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to look at their schedule real quick here. and We'll just see how accurate that is. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't going game by game. Okay, but. so they got um, Houston first. So that's a win. So, um, I mean, you got to think, like, they're better than Houston, but are they going to win both games against Houston? You never know. Uh, we'll see. But it is, in te- it is in Houston, so we'll see. But anyway, uh, then they got home against Broncos, home against Cardinals, uh, away at Bengals, uh, home at Tennessee, um, home for Miami, away at Seattle. Home for Buffalo. Okay, so let's just go here. So right now, I got him at two and seven after that start. Yeah, then um, potentially away, away at Indianapolis. Home for San Francisco. Home for Atlanta. Wow. Um, away at LA Rams. Um, mm-hmm. Away at Tennessee. Home for Houston. Uh, away at New York Jets. Away at New, uh, New England Patriots, and then home for Colts. So that is a wow. tough schedule. So you know what? I'm I'm looking up or I'm looking at that uh, win total at six, I think I am going to take that under. You are, yeah. That, that's a tough schedule for those guys. For, for a rebuilding year. That, it'll that be cool. is the definition of rebuilding year, too. Yeah, it'll be cool to see um, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, go head-to-head. Go head-to-head later in the season. but yeah. Assuming Trevor um, Lawrence isn't injured, which I'm not praying for or anything by all. But I just, yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, Prominent quarterbacks have had some pretty unlucky incidents in their rookie years. Yeah. All right, Jacob. Let's uh, let's move on to the Houston Texans. So yeah. So this... as it, it's no secret they've just been self-destructing for the past like three years now. Um, I'm not. No one knows why. It just started happening, and then you know they get rid of DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. Worst trade decision in the AFC by a mile. And then, you know, Deshaun Watson's most likely not going to play this year, too. I mean, but even aside from the rape allegations, the man's had, um, 
you know, thoughts of getting out of Houston for a couple of years now. They get rid of J.J. Watt, and I'm not even saying he was the best player in their defense because he's, you know, he's in his high 30s now. You know, he's getting up there in age. He's injury prone too. So, you know, Wait, there who? Were four J.J. Watt. I'm, I'm, I know he's gone, but I'll just oh, say okay. even when he was there, um, you know, he was injury prone. You know, they went 4-12 and 12 last year. So, yeah. I, I just – I really – they got Kenny Stills, and now he's a free agent. Probably not going to return. Like they're just move after move. Houston is shooting themselves in the foot. They probably have like eight or nine bullet holes in their foot right now. Yeah, I don't. No, I'm not confident for next year. They are a disaster. That's that's fair to say. Um, like you said, biggest offseason move for them, which in my opinion are both negatives. Um, David Coley. And- and that's hiring David Coley at head coach, which is a horrible hire in my opinion. Um, and then, uh, which I, I will never prey on his downfall. I'm rooting for him, but that is a very interesting choice. Um, and then, yeah, Deshaun Watson being a horrible human being. That's another thing. So, I mean, the that only reason horrible human being. Yeah, exactly. So the only reason this team isn't projected one or two wins is because Watson is still on the roster. Um, you know, they've got Tyrod Taylor right now. They just committed to him for a quarterback. What can go wrong, right? You know, they'll probably end up puncturing his lung again because of the his medical other staff. Lung. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they drafted Davis Mills from Stanford with their third round pick quarterback, um, which actually just happened to be their first pick in the draft of one of five they had. So that's ugly in itself. I looked it up. Davis Mills only threw seven touchdowns in 2020. Um, so, I mean, I get it, COVID year, but, you know, still still not great options down there in Houston. So, um, I don't have much else to say, you know, my really prediction. My prediction is literally like 1-16, in 16, seriously. Um, I, see, I see the winning three. Really? That's, yeah. that's very generous. I feel like 1-16 in 16 was generous on my end. So, when I look at this team, I mean, I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, and I feel like that team was better than this one, unless you throw Deshaun Watson in there. And even with Deshaun Watson last year, they went four and twelve. So it's it's not like they're in a good spot at all. So and they didn't get better in the offseason. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, their you know their what? win total was at five. I'm 100% hammering the under. There's no chance they get five. Yeah. If they get five, tell me what what you want me to do. I'll do anything. I if the Houston be. Texans get five wins. You're going to buy six Deshaun Watson jerseys and wear them all at once. Wow, that's actually horrible. I, I won't do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll literally eat shit instead of do that. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the Colts then. Cause I'm, at, I'm, I'm in um, concordance that the Texans are going to hit the under as far as wins this year. So yeah. uh, the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts, I cannot talk. So yep. – they traded two draft picks to the Eagles for Carson Wentz. So, you know, quarterback-wise, they really haven't been that consistent. Because after losing Andrew Luck, and then before that Peyton Manning, and before or before Andrew Luck, you know, whatever. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor, Phillip Rivers. Jacoby Brissett, you mean? Jacoby Brissett. Tyrod yeah. Taylor still started for the Colts, though. Did he really? Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that at all. Anywho, sorry. They haven't had consistent quarterbacks in years. So, I just – Carson Wentz, though, do you think that's a what – what do you think of that decision to have him as the starting QB? I mean, it's better than nothing, right? But still. Yeah. Well, I, I do actually – I 
So you look at injury prone quarterback too. That's the that's the main issue. I will say I personally think Wentz is an upgrade at the quarterback position if he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Chargers kept Philip Rivers in the league for 16 years, and the Colts made him retire after one. So it's such a weird team to me because last year I first of all I've never that, met a Colts fan in my life either. So I haven't met like a you know their only team that they cheer for is the Colts you know or only NFL team is the Colts I've met people that you know like they're like oh yeah my third favorite team is the Colts but never like an actual Colts fan but you know last year I predicted the Colts would make the AFC championship and you know that sure didn't happen um it was a team that like thinking back on last season I would have not remembered they did so well mm-hmm. you know to me I think they kind of overperformed their defense was great Jonathan Taylor was awesome um but other than that like they weren't that exciting. So when I look at their off season, they got Wentz, which I, I do like Wentz. Like he's still young. Like he's, he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback. So I don't think they got worse by any means. Um, you know, they, I think they upgraded their offensive line, which is good for Wentz um, because he holds the ball so damn long. Um, and then they, they still have Quentin Nelson, who's arguably the best guard in the league. They picked up Eric Fisher, which say what you want about Eric Fisher, but he's 30 years old and he knows the game really well. Um, And then they upgraded defensive positions. So I think their pass rush will be crazy. Second year under Frank Reich, whom, you know, I like, I like Reich. Um, I I mean, like you sound like a Nazi saying that. Yeah, you're right. I do. I, you should, you should, you should, I like Frank. I like Frank. (laughs) You like Frank. Yeah. So uh, if you ask me, like, uh, I don't think, like they went 11 and five last year, which was really good. They, that was the same record as the Titans who won the AFC South. Um, so, I mean, I don't think they're going to be as good this year, but I, I certainly don't think they're going to be a bad team and they're not they're, like Their defense, like no team's going to want to play against this defense still. So what's their way set up? They're set at 10. And I think that's the perfect amount. Cause I personally would predict them going 10 and seven. Well, is it like 10.5 or is it 10 on no, the money? No, it's, it's just 10 on CBS. So <sighs> I know they don't make it, they don't make it easy. They make us have to choose, but right, I, well, you know what? I'll go with, I'll go with the push and we'll, we'll put, we'll put it on 10. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would say 10 for sure. But after that, you know, 11, I don't know if I can give them 11 wins, but I don't think I could, especially with just almost a new, new team this year. Yeah. Too. A, lot, a lot of uncertainties, but. Um, you know, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate the team. I really don't. We've been wrong before. We have been wrong before, but. All right. Well, without further ado, should we get to definitely who's going to be winning the AFC South again this year? Yep. The AFC reigning, yeah. reigning AFC South champions. Yeah. So Mike Ravel is easily one of the best coaches in the AFC South, or at least one that they've seen for a long time. Um, here's why. First of all, getting in the post, like winning in the postseason two years in a row. Uh, like that's. Like that, and he has such a great synergy with Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. Like he's he's owning up to that offense, and it's, he's just doing great things with it. Because Derrick Henry, he's you know leading rusher in the league right now. Ryan Ryan Tannehill still winning um, the Titans games in the playoffs as well too. Like it's just although they haven't like won one, I'm not saying they're not close. You know, I've been worried watching games where they're playing the Chiefs, and um, I'd say right now their biggest issue is salary caps. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I have not very caught up with their salary caps. I know like they were able they're to They're gonna get, have to like, let it go 
like some pretty valuable players. Like people like uh, like Corey Davis. I'm pretty sure they just sent him to free agency. Oh yeah, he Corey Davis is on the Jets now. Yeah. Um. So they got rid of him, and they they got rid of a few other guys that they were able to make some room to sign some people. Um. I know they got Bud Dupree and Danico Autry for, for pretty cheap. So I feel like they've made some some valuable decisions in free agency um you know obviously they got julio i'll talk about that in a sec right um but so when i look at this team you know obviously you've got the reigning rushing champion derrick henry rushed for 2k yards last year crazy um i mean this was a fun ass team to watch you're you're right like Mike Vrabel is he's an entertaining coach as much as he is a good coach. Like you, you love to see Tito is fun to watch this too. And that, yeah, that hairstyle he has is insane too. Should I, should, yeah, I, should I do that hairstyle this year? You could certainly try, but uh, good luck <laughs> My with hair's that. Not long enough. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think Ryan Tannehill found his ideal situation and perfect fit because you know, I, he's not a quarterback that you, you're necessarily comfortable leaning on. Um, to win yourself games so you know his his type of play you know is like play action you know every single time you're not actually handing the ball off to Derrick Henry like if you're the Titans and you're not running a play action pass on every passing down like you're doing something wrong because you should be including Derrick Henry in every single play but you know AJ Brown has developed into a great wide receiver Uh, last year there were very promising signs and the year before that but last year they just couldn't quite get it done in playoffs like they were able to the year before when they made it to the NF- the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. So in my eyes they they actually regressed I think last year um to in terms of like what they can do um so I mean I it, it, the offseason I think they made some big moves, you know, Julio Jones, awesome. Um it instantly makes that offense just severely OP. It's so stacked. I mean, like an IHOP pancake, bro. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. You should actually shouldn't because it was just so funny. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, So you you look at this offense, you know, hand it off to Derrick Henry. Not going to work. Okay. AJ Brown. Oh, he's not open. Okay. I'll throw it to hall of famer, Julio Jones. Like I've been hearing that this, and like, I, the main tick that people have on this team is that their defense isn't going to be good. Um, so I, and I don't think so. Like I said, they got Dupree who was a beast on the Steelers last year. Um, they drafted Caleb Farley, who's an absolute animal at cornerback. I think they've got a decent secondary. Maybe their rush defense won't be great, but at the same time, like this is a team whose job it is to just pound the rock and control the clock the whole time. So Teams are going to be abandoning the run a lot, I feel like, which is right where the Texans – or Titans, sorry, want them. Um, so I, I think they're going to once again be on top of um, the AFC South this year. Like, What are they set at? 12, 13? They're, they're set at nine and a half. They're set at lower than the Colts. I'm taking the over. Yep. Uh, I'm predicting 11 and six. I could see that. I think that's a, that's a modest, modest that's a, season. That's a for healthy, them. non-toxic prediction, Brennan. Thank you. Absolutely. But I definitely, you know, I think the Titans come out on top. I think they stand a very good chance at sweeping the the division. If they do that, then, you know, they probably will end up with more wins than 11. But I'm just not big on the Colts this year. And to be frank, I'm I'm pretty appalled that the Colts have a higher projected win total than the Texans. Or Titans, damn it. Well, definitely Um, the Texans, but we haven't really seen that, did we? 
But I mean, like, think about this. So the Titans right now are projected to win less than five more games than the Texans. The Texans are projected five. The Titans are projected nine and a half. Wow. I, I just think that gap should be way larger. So that's uh, CBS needs, they need a stern talking to, but yeah, I guess about maybe, maybe, lines. maybe they know more than I do. Maybe. Maybe they have some insider info. Yeah, maybe. All right. Should we get to the AFC West, my guy? Let's do it. Our second to last division that we're going to be talking about. Hey, do you want to hear a crazy stat that I heard? Sure. The Chiefs have won the least amount of division titles in the AFC West. Really? Yep. The Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos are all tied at 15, and the Chiefs only have 13. Well, they'll probably catch up pretty soon. I mean, you got to think about s- the history of those teams, like the Broncos and with Peyton you know, Manning Charger. too, and yeah, the Chargers. You got LT. So I mean, Speaking, I think sorry. I think they'll catch up. Go ahead. Speaking of the Broncos, I think we should talk about who's probably going to be uh, performing in last in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: the Broncos are really the only team where it's easy to say, like, yeah, they're going to finish last in the AFC West this year. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of gonna, it's gonna be almost a battle for third and second between the Chargers and the Raiders. We'll get to them, but as far as the Broncos, Drew Locke has not been very good. His eight and ten record as starting QB in Denver. He tied for fifteen interceptions in the league last year. He does, he's not an accurate quarterback, and I just he's just he's had a lot of issues, especially too. And you know, I know Vic Fangio is very I want to say it's almost the same relationship as like Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost as far as like finding someone you believe in sticking with that no matter what no matter how many turnovers they get you in a game no matter how many times that they're screwing you over um you know we're not going to see a Peyton Manning Denver Broncos team and probably any time in the near future so and you know they just they can really only rely on defense like the fact that Matt Moore was able to be the Denver Broncos and Patrick Mahomes got injured a couple years ago is sickening, Brennan. Like that should not have happened. Yeah. So I, I mean, I hear what you're saying on some of that, but I disagree on some aspects because Lock also I th- did get sacked 19 times last season too. So the all line definitely needs some work. Yeah. So they, they brought in Teddy Bridgewater who they've actually named the starting quarterback for week one. Um, so when I look at the Broncos, I, I actually think that this is one of the better rosters in the NFL, um, you know, minus the quarterback position. I love Vic Fangio. I'll always have a soft spot for him. So little bias, but I mean, this was a squad who last year, I think showed some real promise here and there. So I'm, I'm excited to see what this season has in store. So I think Teddy Bridgewater is the biggest move for them because, like, this is the perfect Vic Fangio quarterback because he makes open throws. He doesn't turn the ball over. He, he, they're pretty much relying kind of on their defense. I still think, you know, the Broncos could have gone for a quarterback at pick nine given their situation. But I do think that Pat Sertain at nine is, you know, he's going to turn out to be a monster. But – they, they drafted a good running back, Javante Williams. They get Cortland Sutton back. They got Jerry Judy, uh, Melvin Gordon. I mean, that's a good squad for Teddy Bridgewater. And their defense is going to be elite. Mark my words, like, this is going to be the best defense in this division. Um, that secondary is the deepest in the league right now. 
You got Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, Rick and Havoc. Um, you know, I read somewhere that the Broncos have one of the easiest passing schedules in the league. So, I mean, I expect them to be in games a lot. I think the division is tough, but, you know, they've got trap game written all over them on a weekly basis. So I think that they could go eight, nine. I think, you know, I've, I do think seven and a half is, it's kind of pushing the envelope, which is what they're set at right now after going five and 11 last year. So, I mean, if I had to choose, I don't know, seven and a half is, I would probably take the over honestly, but not by much. I, I think, I think this team is going to surprise a lot of people. And I think that they're not going to be in last place of this division. Okay. Noted. Yeah. Um, as far as you said, it said it's seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see them winning eight or nine this year. So do, do, are you changing where you think they'll place? Like, do you think the, the Chargers oh, and I still the Raiders think they'll play both... last. It's such a competitive division. I, I genuinely do think the Chargers and Raiders are going to have just a ridiculous season this year. That's fair. Speaking of, um, who did worse last year? Probably the Chargers, a, right? The Chargers did yeah. worse, yeah. But, you know, we got Justin Herbert coming back for year two. What are yeah, we does, it, does, he, does he strike fear into your eyes at all? I see. Uh, it's like a villain origin story. I love Justin Herbert. I love him. Someone who's just kind of going to be kind of a pain in my ass, like throughout the next few years. Like he's, he doesn't seem super threatening now, but give it some time. And I'm going to be like bowing to him and praying him to go easy on me. (laughs) Yeah. I heard one of my favorite Justin Herbert stories recently. Um, One of their like coaches, assistant coaches was like with Herbert grocery shopping or something. And he said, like, he's like, I've never seen him angry ever. And he's like, I, we were in the middle of the store and I didn't need the cart anymore. So I like pushed it off to the side and Herbert like grabbed the cart, gave it, like pushed it back to him and said, no, put it back where you found it. (laughs) And he said, that was like the angriest he'd ever seen him. (laughs) (laughs) Which to me, which to me is like the just greatest thing I've ever heard. But um, no, I mean, I like, this is one of my favorite teams to watch. Sorry. He like getting, he like getting hit a lot last year too. That boy thought he was invincible. Well, see, that's the thing. Like the, the, in this off season, you know, they, they kind of brought in a bunch of new coaching staff. They got Brandon Staley at head coach from the Rams who I love. They brought in Joe Lombardi from the saints who, you know, I think runs an offense that will, bring the offensive game up and for the charges from like a low B to an A. I think they upgraded heavily at O-line. They got Corey Lindsley, who's the best center in football, and they certainly paid him like that. Um, they drafted Rashawn Slater, who's a beast. Right. Um, they And they upgraded, uh, I think, one or two other positions on their O-line. So, I mean, it'll be an entirely new look, but a good one. Um, so, I mean, they, they already have a lot of good skill positions for Herbert to work with. They Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, um, uh, they have a lot of their defense coming back guys like Joey Bosa and Derwin James, who both missed valuable time last season. Joey Bosa. I could not remember Nick Bosa's brother's name. 
Yeah, he's he is a, just an animal. The, he's a the non injured one. Well, Joey Bosa, he was injured. The, no, Joey Bosa was injured last year for quite a bit of the season. So, hey, Brian, um, yeah, Bo- Bosa D's nuts. No, that doesn't work. Oh, it just sounds like <laughs> it does. Right. You're right. Um, but no, they they brought back Michael Davis, you know, the cornerback, gonna be CB1. Um, mm-hmm. they drafted Asante Samuel Jr who was my who was one of my favorite picks in the whole draft. I loved him. They got him in like the second round. So, to me, I see them going uh 10 and 7. I think they could finish better than that. So, you, I think so too. You want to hear some cool stats though just regarding Justin Herbert. Yeah. 67% of his passes for uh for 31 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions. That's pretty good as a rookie. I mean, he broke the rookie. That's record. good as a veteran. That's so yeah. amazing as a rookie quarterback. You got to think he didn't. He missed like a game or two, right? Yeah, because of injury. But no, because of Tyrod Taylor starting before him. Because of his haircut. Yeah, that too. Yeah, no. Um. So actually, though, another issue that the Chargers are going to be having, though, there's another salary cap thing because when you got guys like Melvin Ingram and you know Derwin James, um, it's they're going to be they're going to be kind of tossing up stuff as far as who to keep because they're going to have to get rid of somebody really good this year i just know it i don't know who it's going to be it's going to be someone on defense i just well i've they've they're already uh the roster's already set for the season so yeah after um, next year or after this year though after this year they'll they'll have to make some decisions but so will a lot of teams you got Mm -hmm. you got other teams in this division who have a lot better players that are going to be demanding a lot more money so um the salary cap. I'm not um, ready to talk I, about that yet. I don't want to say it's not real, but it's uh, it depends on on the team and how you can make it work. So, right. Um, yeah, I think ten and seven. I think they could. I definitely think they sneak in. You know, one of those extra wild card spots this year because there's 14 teams. So, what do you think? I'm thinking. I'm thinking they win 11 this year too. I'm thinking they win 11. I like it. I like that. I'm not trying to one up you. I just I genuinely think like they're going to win at least 11 games this year, at least 10 for sure. That's I that's agree. Concrete. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and let's get to the the LA Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, oh, dude, I I always forget that they're Las Vegas, man. Yeah, I I said LA originally because they were actually in LA before Oakland, um, way back when. But I don't know why I said that. Okay. <laughs> They defense is going to be kind of their um, Achilles heel this year, wouldn't you say? Uh, who's the the Raiders? The their defense? Yeah, so that's yeah. what kind of cost them last year too. Yeah, so their defense was yeah really bad last year. It was tough um, to watch, and which they so, went five hundred still somehow. Yeah, which is legendary. Eight and eight. In the last season, that eight and eight's possible. Well, then the Bears get the same thing too. They sure did. So. Yeah, you're gonna wear that like a badge. I will. Um, but what? What? Speaking of the Bears, what do you think Matt Nagy would say if I told him straight up to his face that I thought John Gruden was a better coach than him? You think he'd kill himself? <laughs> well, considering that John <laughs> Gruden had a website that said "Is Gruden gone yet?" It was a countdown of his contract. It still exists today. Um, I, yeah. I would say I would personally be offended if I was Matt Nagy. Yeah. So, um, do I think that's wholeheartedly true? Maybe not, but it, it is hard to watch the Raiders draw up some good plays on offense 
and then just watch the Bears stagnant offense. Yeah, nice. That's that's good. Um, good stuff. But anyways, it's, I can I can't wait to see this stadium packed with fans, dude. Like it's going to be awesome. I thought it was so funny how they because first of all, I hate the Raiders. They, like I hate almost okay. Like I, I'm so biased. I'm so biased. It hurts me how toxic of a fan I am. But dude, I, I hate the AFC West. It's like aside from my own team because they have just caused me so much pain and grief for the last like 20 years. And That's then now, fair. now that I can stomp on them, be like, look who's in charge now here, buddy. And then they're gonna come back and haunt me like five years down the road, and they're good again because it, it all has its own checks and balances. It all evens out. But um, yeah. But I thought it was just hilarious that they get a brand new stadium last year. And they just can't fill it with anybody. Yeah, so uh, I think the stadium is so sweet, though. It is um, not as sweet as Mark Davis's super mansion with the pool, but um, did you see that? <laughs> no, no. Their owner, uh, Mark Davis, like somebody posted like the layout of his like new mansion he's building, and it's got like a giant like two story pool. I was just like, seriously, what does a guy like? Have you seen what Mark Davis looks like? Two story pool. No, I don't know if it was two stories, but it was a giant pool. Um, I'm going to look up see- a picture of him. I haven't seen him recently. Please do. You're going to like audibly gasp when you s- see a picture of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I so, I mean, like, so what does somebody that looks like that need a giant pool for? You know what I mean? Yeah, he looks like his mom um, is related to the dad, like, he, by blood. Yeah, he looks like a naked mole rat with hair. <laughs> On but, site. That's on site. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Davis um, must be from Dirty Docks. So to actually say stuff about the team, not just flaming. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I mean, I don't expect this team to be great. I think, you know, the Raiders got some upgrades on defense. They upgraded their pass rush, which was like a huge issue last season. Um, they were only able to sack opposing quarterbacks like 21 times the whole year, which is really bad. Mm-hmm. Um so, like, on paper, I mean, their defense looks really nice. They've got Cullen Farrell, Max Crosby, Solomon Thomas, Gerald McCoy. Like, that sounds awesome, expensive, but awesome. But I think it's, I think it's like, really risky, If in my opinion. I just don't think all those guys are going to work out. And when you got so many guys coming in and out, like, what are you going to do, like, hockey subs? Like, it, it's – I don't know if, how that's going to work out for them. Um, their, their DBs are good. Um, offensively, I want to say they're nothing special, but last year, you know, it was the single reason they won games Mm -hmm. specifically one against the chiefs. Um, so, I mean, it's a fine offense, but it doesn't excite me. Um, I also hate that Marcus Mariota is just rotting on their bench, but free him. Um, you look confused. You don't remember when the Raiders beat the Chiefs? I do remember that. I was trying to remember because uh, I know the Chargers won in Week 17 because the Chiefs yeah. were just, like, not carrying that one. But, oh, God, yeah. yeah. I forgot that it was the Raiders, wasn't it? And yeah, then the Raiders, Raiders, like, kicked their ass in the second game. Uh, the Chiefs, you mean? No. Yes. Good God. Sorry. I've, yeah. I've had a rough week. Um, yeah, no. It, it was definitely not the same story uh, the second time they played. But you know how no. it gets. I, I think I think they'll be competitive in games, but overall, I don't think they'll be up to par when compared to the rest of the division. So, okay. you know, I see I see this team coming in last. I see them landing around seven and ten, eight and nine, where like I see potentially the rest of the 
division being able to finish above 500. Um, that, that's, that's definitely being very generous for the Broncos. I'm, I'm probably more generous than most on the Broncos, but I, I just, I see them finishing above the Raiders at least. I see the Raiders finishing at either nine and eight or 10 and seven. I'm kind of stuck between that. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to come in last. We'll see though. Um, yep. All right, should we get to the, to the chefs? Let's do it. The team with the number one overall player rated by other players, the city with the most slept on barbecue, the city that I would probably choose to vacation ahead of Cleveland, probably, um, Kansas City. Really a team that needs no introduction, you know. I really didn't get to talk about my trip very much last time we did our show. It was you, fun, talked to, you talked about it. You yeah. told us about it. Go to Q39 for barbecue, folks. You are not going to regret it. Um, I anyway. heard there's a place called Joe's down there. There probably is. It's a very large city. It's like twice it's the size of Omaha. Joe Mama's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I had to. Okay. I That was so good. You got me. You got yeah. me. I'll, I'll let you All give. Right. I'll let you give your spiel on the team. All right, and I'm gonna uh, try to sound objective as possible here because you gave you gave the Bears last time we did this a, a rather um, objective reporting here. So I'm gonna go ahead and just say this: I don't think I'm the only one that thinks that them losing the Super Bowl last year um, was just a fluke, something that's easily fixable. I, yes, that is the worst game offensively that Patrick Mahomes has played in his NFL career. But I do think there was so many like easily fixable aspects about the team. One, getting pretty much an entirely new offensive line. That helps a bit. Two, um, knowing that Tampa Bay has the exact same team now too, that honestly kind of gives every other team the advantage that's going to be playing Tampa Bay this year. I don't know if we talked about that last time, but because they know exactly how uh, that team's going to be working out now too. So, and the defense has kind of been an issue here too. I'm definitely going to give Steve Spagnuolo credit where credit is due. That man has flipped that defense to a complete 180 compared to whatever the hell that garbage was that, you know, kept losing his playoff games before that. Um, so, you know, props. I really don't want to sound like an asshole saying this, but I'm seeing them at least going to the AFC Championship and playing Buffalo. Like, am I wrong for that? No, no, I don't. I don't think I, you're I, wrong. I think defense depth charge is one thing that they definitely need to work on. I'm glad that they fixed their, their offense uh, from what I've seen right now, too. But you, you made a very good point earlier about how these players are starting to get hella expensive for management. But with the revenue that the Chiefs have made and the fact that they've been able to keep Andy Reid as head coach for the last eight years, Brennan, I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about us losing like our, at least our best players. Because if they have no problem with giving Patrick Mahomes half, half a billion over 10 years, I'm not too worried about the rest of these players either. Because they yeah. all know – He's getting that much because he genuinely deserves it. You got to yeah, know that. There's none of them are like, oh, that's not really fair. Like, shut the hell up. You know, it's, yeah, you know what it is. Anywho, um, so my prediction, uh, I definitely believe they're going to lose some trap games, depending on where they're at at the end of the season. I see them losing the last game just like they normally do, uh, just because they they're not going to, they're going to bench all starters. Um, 
my prediction is 14 and three. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So you definitely, you touched on a lot of important things. Um, obviously they spent a good amount of their time and money investing in a better offensive line. They got Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown drafted Creed Humphrey, which was a nice pick. Um, they, they want to make sure that their superstar quarterback has the chance to win them games. So, but beyond the offensive line fixes, um, you know, they didn't upgrade their offense really at all. They let Damian Williams walk, who I think was a really good running back. Um, they, well, he had some issues with the team too. Um, as far as, you know, I'm sure there, there was some kind of back office stuff going on between like him and the COVID situation. That was, his whole reason for playing, that was his whole reason for not playing last year. And then, you know, getting rid of Le'Veon Bell too. Um, there were some different, like who just got signed by the Ravens, by the way. Yeah. So there were some disagreements between Le'Veon Bell and Andy Reid from what I've been hearing. And I heard they, it was not a friendly exit on Le'Veon Bell's behalf, um, which I'm not, I mean, I, everyone knew that he was going to be there for a year. So, and you know what? The fact that Edward Delaire is back this year, I'm praying to God that he's staying healthy. That's, you know, one of the worst things that could happen is like your star running back is getting getting clipped again when your other two running backs that were pretty good like aren't going to be playing for you anymore. Um, but receiving-wise, too, you know, I'm kind of worried on that aspect. I was going to say, it's I swear to God, if you say – if you say Pringle or Mikkel Hardman for the fourth year in a row, I'll literally kill myself because everyone says that every single year that watch out for these guys. I, I, I they're not, that. they're not anything special. Right. And I'm sorry to say that, but um, they're really you know, not. They brought in Derek McKinnon at running back, which I guess is fine. Mm-hmm. I think their running back room could use improvement, but at the same time, that's just a cheap, you know. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is very serviceable. He's a good, uh, he's good on passing downs, maybe not catching, but like pass protecting for Mahomes. He's good. So that's as valuable as he can get. Yeah. I don't even know how you could say other receivers even look good compared to Tyree Kill on that team, too. Yeah. So I ask you this question because you mentioned this about the Bucks. Um, so I mean, it's predictable. So I, you got Mike Hughes from the Vikings, which was like your one big defensive like pickup, okay. uh, which was fine. Their their defense still to me raises a bunch of questions, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't really matter, right? Because you got a guy like Mahomes, um, but at the same time, you know, the Bucks, like you said, you can you can start to kind of nitpick. You know what to expect, but that's a team that's been together what a year. Now you can know what you've got with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, at what point do you think the league can start kind of catching on? I know Mahomes, great, fantastic, best quarterback in the league right now. And you could argue he could maybe go down as one of the best of all time. You can't say that now, but he is fantastic. He's awesome. But what do you think about the rest of the league figuring it out? Right. Well, and uh, one thing I was going to say, so when you bring up a good point, though, about Patrick Mahomes kind of being number one right now, I think he gets to that point because this is his fourth season in the NFL, right? Fourth year starting, right? Yeah. So 
I think he gets to that level by being unpredictable, by going unorthodox in every single one of those games and being able to throw off defenses and just be like, because this football IQ is probably one of the best that we've seen in a long time. Next to Tom Brady, next to Peyton Manning, you know, guys that are definitely going to have their seat in the Hall of Fame. Being able to read defense, especially as a starting quarterback, that is unequivocally the most important skill to have aside from actual skill, right? Or aside from physical skill. So as long as the unpredictability, like, see, I'm, I'm going to throw an oxymoron in here, in a predictable unpredictability. Like when you can count on him to be just throwing shit left and right, throwing sidearm passes for like five yards and then throwing like another deep ball, like, and just being able to shake deep like teams up. That's what's going to keep him in, a, in that number one spot. But that didn't work out in the Super Bowl. Right. And like I said, against too, a good defense. Right. And here's what I was saying too. Like I, yeah. what I started off with easily fixed flukes. Yeah. I mean, you could say easily and, fixed, and but I'm they not, didn't, I'm not, I'm not even going to, bother defending his performance in that game that was easily the worst offensive game like I said that he's ever and had. I mean I will give him credit he made a lot of plays that his uh, wide receivers should have been able to make for him should yeah. have been able to help him out so yeah. but I mean then that that further makes my point um or like has makes my point stand about the fact that you know they didn't really try and upgrade their wide receivers they actually you know they let Sammy Watkins go which I mean, it's fine. Sammy Watkins wasn't like a crucial. Very, yeah, he wasn't crucial, but he's had they didn't, like four good games in the last three years, you know. Yeah. So, but at the same time, you know, it's still the same guys that were making those drops. You know what I mean? So, I do think you know you're not going to see that amount of mistakes probably ever again in an Andy Reid offense. So, especially not at like the point where it's like you know, the highest stage of competition in football in the Super Bowl. So the likelihood of that happening again is is very slim. But yeah. so for, for my prediction, you know, I definitely I agree over 12 wins. Um, I don't see another like two loss season or even three losses. But I, I like their chances at garnering you know, get over a dozen wins for sure. Mm-hmm. 12 or well, more. I mean, I wasn't too far off of 14, you know, so. Um... Yeah. I okay. I want your honest opinion about that. Was that insanely biased or not? Because I was really kind of fighting myself on the way, like you know, on the way home from work, I was like thinking about, I was like, okay, how much, how much am I actually, like, what's going to be fact, what's going to be opinion? Um, no, I mean it wasn't too bad. Okay. Well, because you did get you gave some knocks. Um, and oh I mean, no, I'm, I'm I'm the last person to ever say they're the perfect team. Like I, yeah. I, I even I could love a team. I could go to church and pray for that team every single Sunday, and I will never say they're a perfect team. Yeah, and I mean this is it's def, like they are one of the best um, teams in football for sure right now. So I mean, over overall, when I look at the whole division, like it's pretty freaking good. Yeah. Um, and I think all the teams have made a significant attempt at bettering their rosters um, to put their teams in a better position for next season so now the real kicker is you know do those transactions work out for everyone but you know that's the name of the game I see I see the Chiefs running away with it once again because I don't see any other team being able to really get 12 or more wins and the Chiefs are the only ones that I can see that happening with so um, I they, they don't call this KC group a dynasty for 
no reason. You know what I mean? So I see the division play being a lot more competitive this year. And I think the, I think the chargers could win a game. That's not the final week against the chiefs when they sit everyone. So I, I think the, I think the chargers are the team to look out for in this one um, for sure. Like when you mentioned trap games, um, chargers and, and Denver, I think both of those could, they could, uh, you'll, you'll start seeing t- like actual close games that you haven't seen the past few years in this division, I think this year. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I kind of look for those trap games throughout their schedule because, yeah, you know, they're a team that falls for trap games. Like there are some, t- like, you know, a couple of years ago, or even hell, even last year, playing the Atlanta Falcons, that game was way too close to comfort right there. I genuinely thought they were going to lose that game up until the last minute. So it's just shit like that. You just got to keep looking out for. So it's just, it's, it's impossible to watch. Um, exactly. But anyway, that's just, that's, so that's our analysis of the AFC West. Uh, next week we're going to be finished or no, not next week, this week. Yeah. Um, we're going to later on the try and get one out uh, Thursday. Yeah. We're going to truck it out Thursday and then we're going to watch the game. Um, so yeah, Brendan, it's, it's officially NFL season again, bro. Like tis, tis the season. I'm so happy this is back. I'm so happy that, you know, fantasy football starts this weekend too. I've just been kind of watching everything going on. So yeah, how are you feeling about your teams? I'm, I'm pretty good. I, uh, I'm, I'm scared to admit it on the air, but I'm in an eight man league. I, I thought you I, said you were in like a six man. No, God, no, no, it's eight. Oh, okay. Okay. Do six men even exist? Yeah, they do. But uh, no, cause here's the thing that I hate about eight man leagues. There's no challenge, you know? Well, if, if everyone's still trying, you know what I mean? It's still like – if everyone's still constantly watching and fixing their lineups. Yeah, I mean, it's still fun, and everyone does do that because, you know, we're all pretty involved, especially with how bad our punishment is. Uh, we ended up going with uh, – uh, ah, jeez. We actually – so one of the guys that was working that sausage grill at the Italian Festa the other day, he was the one that came up with it. I can't – I'll have to ask him what it was, but they all came yeah. up with something. Anywho, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm very excited for it. So we're all going to take it pretty seriously this year. All of our teams are pretty much stacked. Um, I'm playing the best team in the league easily already week one. So I am, I am as well in one of my seasons or one of my leagues. So how does, how does our luck get to that, bro? Well, well, I think, uh, you know, I got a lot of money riding on this NFL season in in multiple facets. So yeah, looking forward uh, to it. Yeah. We're doing our, uh, Nobody wanted to go for the fifty dollar league this year, so we're just doing twenty. So uh, it's whatever, I guess. I'm over it. It's all right. Yeah, things could be worse. Um, but yeah, did you have anything else you want to talk about, Brennan? Any uh, anything to spread knowledge to our youthful viewers? I feel like uh, we've done we've done our fair share. So all right. I'm I'm all out of knowledge to spew. I am also a lot of knowledge to spew, but uh, I'm going to just look forward to doing my Peloton in the morning and hopefully having a better day at work. I, I hope you do too. Thank you. And Brennan, God bless you. God bless our viewers. See you in a few days. See you guys soon. Here are some of the lyrics. You ready? Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. 